0: Friends and welcome, finally to your midweek edition of the Kings of Anglia Ipswich Town podcast. I'm your host Mark Keith, and I'm joined, after this long hiatus for various reasons, by my two favourite, probably pushing it, kind of kings. That I'm, I'm, I can take or leave. To be honest, uh, I'm going to start first of all with a man who I know is going to be very happy with the change in season, which is definitely upon us now. It's freezing cold in Heath Towers, but of course we can't turn the heating on. So just going to burn furniture. I think we've decided this winter. A man who will love the cold, though, is of course Andy Hutchman Warren. How are you?
1: Nice temperature, thank you. Um, yeah, this is my this is my season. Um, what what furniture are you burning first? Is that of interest? What we what will go on the fire first up?
0: Pro- probably, I'd say the dining room table because that doesn't get a lot of use, despite the fact we have paid quite a lot of money for it. It is oak. Um, so I reckon that probably burned quite well.
1: to get a wood burner, mate. it will be, in, that's what we've got. We're in business. Oh,
0: very economic. Oh very yeah. Wise. We've got a lovely gas fire, but obviously we can't really turn that on either this, this winter, unless we want to sell a kidney or something to fund it. Um, uh, but you must be, you must be loving this actually. The seasons have definitely changed. Yes, they have. Excellent. Good analysis <laughs> from, uh, from watching fish there. <laughs> Um, moving on to your your partner in crime less hairy all over his body Stuart Watson hi hi how are you I'm fine thank you how are not, you enjoying not... how are you enjoying the cold well
2: you lose the most heat through your head so I do struggle at this time of year
1: that's I hate true. it. I hate the winter. I'll be honest. This is, this is not winter, lads. Come on, let's <laughs> let, let's 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 be real here. This is, it hasn't. It's not like frosting over, is it? It's just it's a, a slight chill in the air. Let's it's no, let's on. It's starting to
0: get dark earlier. Mm. It's
2: starting to feel colder. I don't like it. It makes me feel sad.
0: For the last however many months, I don't even have to think about what I'm wearing when I get up. I just throw on a pair of shorts. Off you go. Now there's a chill in the air. When you walk outside, take the dog for a walk. It's not nice at all. I, I'm not meant for cold weather climates, Hutchie, unlike you. Right then, friends, um, before we get going today, the, today's show is all going to be about big questions, really. Lots of questions to discuss. Questions from yourself, the Carry Army, and also my questions for Stu. Questions about Plymouth. Questions about who replaces Wes Burns. Lots to discuss. But first of all, I want to start with an apology. Sorry, friends, it's been more than a week since we last spoke to you. Obviously, things have been happening. Bank holidays, funerals, games which has meant we haven't been able to sit down and get together in this virtual chat room as we'd like to. And also a big thank you, friends, because for the second straight year, the Kings of Anger has been shortlisted, nominated in the best EFL ca- uh, podcast category at the Football Content Awards, which is tremendous. And that's entirely down to you because it's voted for by listeners and viewers. So a massive, massive thank you for that. And also, of course, young Roscoe, earning the title of prospect, has been recognised among the best creators in, in women's football in that category, which is even better um, and fantastic. So again, thank you for everyone who has voted for us thus far. If you'd like to vote for us to win, and let's face it, we'd love to win it now, wouldn't we boys? We'd love it if we beat them all now. The we'd Kennedy. love it if we beat it. them.
1: Dara exactly. McCantony, and your hard truth podcast.
0: Under the cosh. Exactly. Um, I mean, that, that one's quite good,
1: but other, <laughs> the other one, <laughs> this, this isn't the nonsense one with the scuba diving podcast or the, what was it, the well, the, the gold bunkered, the bunkered yeah. lads. This is this is proper proper bloody, business. So thank bunkered. you, yeah, thank thank you everyone.
0: And um, I'd love it if we beat them. Absolutely. Love See, it. There's three ways you can vote for us, which is all over Twitter. We'll share it on Facebook as well. Um, you can vote on Twitter by tweeting um, the correct terms in the right order with the correct hashtags, which you can simply cut and paste from us. Um, you can vote on their voting page, which we'll share the link to, and you can also vote on Instagram. Um, so if you enjoy the show. Use all three, friends. Give us three three maximum votes. Stu, how are you feeling about it? it? It's only right, isn't it, that a podcast that features you should be among the best in the country?
2: Whatever. <laughs> there we go. <laughs>
0: um,
2: you know, in all seriousness, uh, it's nice, isn't it? It, it's, yeah. um, it strokes our very fragile egos from time to time. Um, we're not going to lie. It's, it's, it's put a smile on our face when we get these little nominations. And uh, we've been the bridesmaids so far. Make us the winners, please.
0: Exactly. Right then, that's enough talking of of awards. Let's talk about games, boys. There's been two games since we last spoke, um, and we're not going to sit here and wang on in-depth about games that happened days ago. If you want the in-depth stuff, that's all online. You can read what the boys made of, it. you can read ratings, you can read reaction, you can watch video reaction too from the Game Day Posse and also the boys from both games. That's all there if you want to go back and consume that. But by way of, of mentioning and rounding up those two games we've had since we last spoke, boys, I want to invite you both to bring up three talking points around those games so we can cover it and tick that box. I'm going to start with you, Andy, because I just fancy it today. Um, Give me your first talking point from the draw at Sheffield Wednesday and the win over Arsenal's children. My first talking point is that I feel exactly
1: the same about this Ipswich Town team after these two games as I did before it. And in that... By that, I mean that I'm confident they're going to be right there. I'm confident that this, this team has changed, that the, the club has changed. Um, they, they were good value for what they ultimately got at Sheffield Wednesday, obviously the way that it came about. Frustrations, very, very professional spotting Arsenal's youngsters aside when they have made, made um, hard, that, work. hard work. Yeah. I was gonna say made mince meat. That's not the expression. <laughs> That's the wrong anyway, expression. That's no, the wrong expression. But yeah. you know what I mean. They they made hard work of that in previous years. So it's all changed. There's there's backbone to this. There's some serious so, some serious potential for a really good season here, but it's not gonna be easy. There's no cake walk cakewalk to be had here. And I still think Ipswich need to improve if they're gonna be um Challenging seriously on the final day, or hopefully even before for automatic promotion. But I've come out of the two games feeling exactly how I felt going into them, which actually I would say is probably quite a good thing, given mm. given what's what's happened in the past. So um, that's that's my first my first takeaway.
0: Any thoughts on that, Stewie? Before you bring us your your first takeaway. Yeah, I, um, I guess
2: if you look at it really objectively, it's another two. Ticks in the progress box. Ipswich had lost to Arsenal under twenty ones twice in previous seasons. This year, they 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 saw out an ultimately pretty comfortable and professional win against them in week. Is that because Ipswich are better? or Is that because Arsenal was a, a younger, lesser team? Might have been an element of that, but even so, it's it's still another step in the right direction. Sheffield Wednesday, although it was disappointing the way it finished. You have to remember that as recently as I think it was the end of January when Ipswich went to Hillsborough and lost 1-0, but very comfortably 1-0, could have been more. Um, so, it's again, it's a it's a point extra than they got in the corresponding fixture last season. There's, there's several points up if you go like for like on, on fixtures last season. Um, I would argue that this is a better Sheffield Wednesday squad. So, for Ipswich to have closed that gap um, so significantly in the space of you know, I think we forget how short a time Kieran McKenna has been here. It's less than a year. You know, it's night and day from you go back to what was it, November time with that defeat at Charlton. And, you know, you think sometimes we have to remember how much has changed in, in such a short space of time. Yes, there is still things to work on, and and I'm sure they will be. I give it another four, five months until these corresponding fixtures come round again, and hopefully, which have, have gone to another level. But, um,
0: yeah, ultimately, progress. Excellent. What's your first takeaway?
2: Um, The the tactical switch at Sheffield Wednesday intrigued me. Kieran McKenna having spoken so much pre-match about, yes, we're respectful of Sheffield Wednesday. Clearly, they're a very strong squad, strong team that's going to be up there. But we believe in our principles and what we do, and we'll go there to to make it our game. And then he went up there and and they kind of went away from their game, really. It's it's Ipswich have been a, a possession-based team that won a, a mm. press high, boss possession. And they changed that, really. And he admitted as much afterwards. He said, look, we came here and we wanted to defend. We wanted to go into a bit more of a low block, draw Sheffield Wednesday in, hit them on the counter-attack. He'd obviously come up with a bit of a one of these bespoke game plans that that he comes up with from from time to time with Caden Jackson playing wide left now. I think Andy's described him as a bit of a Swiss Army knife, Um, someone who's kind of plays in different roles for for different games. We've seen him right wing back. We've seen him as a central striker. We saw him sort of wide left on this occasion. Um, I just thought it was quite interesting that Ipswich kind of uh, changed their principles for this game. I my instinct when we saw that team sheet was, is he overthinking this one? Do you just play your bet? You're you're a team that's in in decent form. You're unbeaten. Just go there and, and do, as he said, believe in your best players for the biggest games, which for me, we've talked about, you know, Andy's talked about a strongest 11 is starting to emerge which would have been the probably the front three of of Harness, Chaplin, and Ladapo, but um, he went away from it, and then we're we're sort of talking to each other, going, mm, "Are we sure about this team?" And then they go and go two 0 up, and you'd have to say that the game plan, everything that they planned for, was uh, was going going exactly how they wanted it. Two 0 up with twenty minutes to go, um, just couldn't see it out, which was the frustrating thing. But the mm. the, the tactical switch was was very interesting. I thought. Mm.
0: Um, I I've decided I just need to take a back seat here, boys, rather than get involved in these these brief um, lulls between your thoughts. Why don't you just play ping pong? So, Hutchy, any thoughts on Stewie's, and then on your go, and, and just keep it going until you you finished your talking points, and I'll I'll be quiet.
1: Okay, see you in a bit. Um, yep. yeah, yeah. With, with Sheffield Wednesday, i a bit. Be... I'd have been interested to see how that game played out if they didn't score after four minutes or if Barry Bannon had scored from the halfway line. Um but score an early goal and you can you can change a game. Um, you can dominate a game. I, I've just I'd be interested to see how the tweaks that they made would have played out in a game that was nil-nil heading towards half time and things like that. But um you can't grumble at going at going two-nil up. I've got another one I've I was gonna flip to the Arsenal game. Um could have flipped to the Arsenal game, but seeing as we're talking about Sheffield Wednesday, I'll talk. I'll talk about the crowd at Hillsborough, and, and it's kind of a reminder, I think, of how lucky Ipswich are with the with the crowd that that they've that they've got. Um, there's, I think, yesterday it, it was it, it came out that that there's going to be a, an FA investigation into what went on in the crowd at um, at Hillsborough. I think there were things raining onto the pitch from three sides. Three sides of the ground. Um, we've already seen Christian Walton hit by something on the head at, at Burton earlier in the season as well, and um, I think in the in the main, Ipswich are just very lucky with the with the crowd that they've got. Um, because uh, as, as well as well as all of that, when Wednesday went two nil down, which was before the hour mark, pretty much like so many fans were heading to the exits, weren't they, Stuart? Like a reminder, I don't think that would happen at at Ipswich. Ipswich have been in that place before um where where frustrations are boiling up and and things like that but right now right now things are going really it's just a reminder of how nicely things are going at the moment and uh, and how good the atmosphere is around everything to do with the club it takes a lot to get an
2: ipswich town crowd angry we've seen that i would say their tolerance levels are pretty high you could flip that as to a negative and say it's a bit of a sleepy suffolk icy nicey mentality and should a team really have been applauded on their way to, to relegation? Um, but I, I know which I would prefer out of those two scenarios, a, a more tolerant crowd or one that that quickly turns and can become a negative for their team. That added to the frustration last weekend because they'd done the job. they they turned that crowd big time, as you say, so many of them straight for the exits, even though there was 20 minutes to go. Um chucking stuff on on the pitch, it was uh, it was quite toxic, wasn't it? Um, what I would say, if we're on the theme of Ipswich crowds, Tuesday night was a bit of a funny one, wasn't it? And the, and the Freddie Ledapo kind of reaction. Ipswich fans might not get angry at times, but it can get a little bit... It was a bit sarcastic, wasn't it? Um, oh, it's hard to interpret, and I'm sure everybody's intentions were different with the types of chants that were coming... Towards Freddie Ladapo, I'm I'm sure that the vast majority meant it as an act of encouragement for a striker that is still to get off the mark with his first league goal. I thought he was playing okay actually. He'd he'd assisted the first goal with with a flick on. He was um he was doing his usual role for the team. Yes, some chances came and went. I wouldn't say all of them were guilt edged. Far from it. Um. But it started a sort of chance of Freddie Ladapo, and I think trying to sort of G him up and show there was a bit of support. But that sort of tipped into a little bit patronising, almost borderline mocking a little bit. I'm not sure how he knew how to take it when he did ultimately score. It was a kind of a wry smile and a a sheepish wave to to the fans behind that goal. Um, But yeah, a very stark contrast between the, the anger that we saw at Hillsborough last weekend and and perhaps the the way an Ipswich crowd can can
1: change on Mm. Tuesday night my my reading of that is that it all started in the right in the right intentions because it and it just kind of got a bit carried carried away and I think that was probably because the crowd was so small and there wasn't and it, it wasn't was a, and
2: it wasn't the most engaging of games no, as well it really it was, wasn't there, there's no edge on the game even you know there's no knockout situation it's arsenal under 21s the, the get all our minds were starting to drift and it was probably a case of the crowd just amusing themselves as as much as anything so let, yeah you're right that we don't need to make a huge thing out of this but that's an
1: interesting talking point my ne- my next point was just, was this actually about about the strength of character that Ladapo showed during that because I, I don't think I think a lot of players would have taken would have handled that very differently. Um, but he but he he kept playing through it and he scored a really nice goal in the end of left foot finish um, and and handled that really well. Good strength of good strength of character and and you're right he he played okay. I like watch him back like the like longer version of some highlights. There's some really nice touches in there in there from him. I know. I know he's obviously a bit of a focus at the at the moment because you want your striker scoring goals he's not scored one in the league but um he's definitely he's definitely contributing he's definitely contributing um but until you're scoring goals really regularly as a striker you're going to have a certain level of scrutiny aren't you um but, but we've covered covered Ladapo. so if one one more on the um on the trophy then they can win that they really really can win that. Um smiles, They can win that. And that's all I've got to say about that. Of course they can. Look at that squad. Look at the look at the
2: amount of changes they can make to the, their team and the strength of team that, that can go out. Um when, when Kieran McKenna was saying about they went out of the Carabao Cup to Colchester and that's not our priority and I think that triggered a bit of um Ipswich town insecurity amongst fans that he you know here we go again always losing in the cup we hear this every year and then they've named two really strong teams in in these two trophy games so far 6-0 against Northampton 2-0 against Arsenal um absolutely no reason why they can't they can't go all the way to Wembley in this competition Sheffield Wednesday have probably got in terms of depth of squad uh, are probably the only ones that can, can match Ipswich I would say in terms of two players for every position. They, they, I mean, they lost to Burton with a ridiculously strong team. If you look at who they played, people like Gregory and Wilkes and you can go through them all. I think Darren Moore might be under a bit of pressure there, you know, um, given everything that's going on, which again, just adds to that maybe a little bit of missed opportunity vibes from, from last weekend. But, um, yeah, of course, they, can,
1: of course they can go all the way. No reason would, why not. That would be an incredible final. Ips- Ipswich and Sheffield Wednesday. The, uh, the nor- the northern representatives against the southern representatives. Prop that would be full, completely full. Um Sunderland semis. Portsmouth
2: had sort of eighty plus thousand didn't it for a final um yeah really yeah, recently. That,
1: that's what you want two two big two big teams. Ipswich Portsmouth in the semis, I think the if if the Cowleys will take that very seriously, the more that the further they get in that, they'll fancy a little bit of that. Um I think there's I I think there could be some real excitement down the road in the in the trophy. Get on board now everyone. It's going to be uh it's going to be magic.
2: I th- I and and I I think you can the two can go hand in hand. People have got promoted and and gone all the way in in the trophy. Um I'm always of the camp that it it can aid positive momentum rather than derail what you're trying to do in the league. It could be a nice positive distraction. It's chance to keep this big squad happy as well. Um, at the moment, these fringe players know that there's there's always going to be a game a week or two away that they're going to get some action in. Once you go out of all of the cups, it's very difficult to kind of keep yeah. everybody as, as buoyed and as happy and as positive on board. I, I don't think, you know, clearly there's a good team spirit here and, and, and clearly some big characters like Sam Morsey and Richard Keogh. I think, will, will, will ensure that, that everyone's nice and positive and on board for the bigger picture. But
1: just to have those extra games helps with, with that, just- for sure. Just look at Ladappa. If if it wasn't for this competition, he'd ha- he wouldn't have scored. He'd he'd have had no- nothing on the on the score sheet. And and I know I know in the scheme of things, we we want him scoring winners at Hillsborough. And we want to we want to see him score in front of the Nate the well. I, you say the nation, it, the, the members of the nation that decide to watch Plymouth v Ipswich at lunchtime on a Sunday. You want to see him doing that, but get him scoring goals. And that can that can only be that can only be a good thing. I love Connor Chaplin's attitude about this competition he's he's what he's a member of the spine the core of players that you'd think would potentially be wrested from this games but from those games, but he really wants to play in them. he did play on 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 Tuesday night and he's spoken really well in the past about just how much he wants to get to and play at Wembley um yeah well we're talking about fans Ipswich fans gagging to get to
2: Wembley one of the what are we down to four or five clubs that have not played at the new Wembley now amongst mm. the 92 players are gagging don't forget that like talk about something to put on your CV when you retire and tell the grandkids you know it's um you don't go oh, I remember when we finished fifth one season or whatever you go I played at Wembley that's the first thing that you'd go to and and this is for some of these players this will be their best ever chance at bar a playoff final and um so yeah it's, it's it's Wembley isn't it so fingers crossed this year is uh, I think once they get through the group which they've they've got sort of pretty much one foot there now one more point will do it a draw against Cambridge and then uh, and then you're into the last 32 and um and then that's just getting tantalizingly close, then, isn't it?
0: Is that it? <clears throat> Are those that's your it. talking points done? I love that. Just sitting back, listening to you boys having a conversation. That verbal tennis match was, of course, our little tribute to Roger Federer, who retires <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> um, what a legendary player he is, boys. Um, I, when we inevitably do win the Pizza Trophy, beating Sheffield Wednesday at Wembley, boys, do we get a Europa spot for that? We get in the Conference League? What, what's happening there? <laughs> They they should they should
1: pit like they should invent a competition for that like pick up all the tin pot competitions from around Europe and and then so Ipswich go into the hat with like a team from the third division in France Italy
0: Germany and um. Call it the yeah, McDonald it's... McDonald's Burger Bowl or something like that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that'd,
2: that'd be great. great. We'd get to go off. We'd, we'd have to look up on the map where some of these sort of places are in Eastern Europe that we're heading off to because they've won be their, their equivalent of the trophy.
0: That would be sensational fun, boys. What 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 a time that it, would be! It'd be Matt, that Ipswich would be such a big fish in that if they because yeah. like
1: th- like you'd get like some third division team from from Italy. Let's say who who might be Piacenza. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's only the nineteen eighty one UEFA Cup winners coming coming to, to Piacenza this week. That would be it's, that would be amazing. What, who well, can we
0: put this forward to? Who, who well, this forward to? Who, who well, why don't support? we promote it? Why don't we Let's do it? it. Like, promote Let's do it, it. it as like a, make, make it, it as some
1: we could make it like a pre season tournament. We I'll find I'm gonna find some like fringy cup tournaments that are kicking about Europe. Yeah. And we'll um We'll put a proposal together for, for we'll you, We'll make Afer. it happen. Absolutely. And then just the do it ourselves.
0: The power of KOA. We'll make it happen. Get behind us, people. Right, friends, I enjoyed that. That's the game's covered. then. Now let's really dive deeply into the big questions section of this podcast. First up, friends, your questions, In what I like to call, we like to call, and you like to call, the mailbag spot, which, of course, can only be kicked off in one way, and that's with the voice of a generation, the songbird. That is Andy Hutch Hogan Warren warming up those vocal cords. <laughs>
1: <Yeah. clears throat> on you go, on you go. Mailbag, mailbag. It's time for my candy and stew to dip into the mail bag. <laughs>
0: Time-honoured question, boys. Football or non-football to begin with? We've got a, a, a decent mix, I would say, today. Quite, Maybe even leaning towards the football. Should we go non-football to start with? Always non-football. Always non-football. And this one, friend, is right in your bloody wheelhouse, which is why I picked it out. Richard Jackson says he wants, to, he wants some hard-hitting journalism from us. That's what we do. That's what we're all about here. So he wants to know what the top three service stations...
1: Who wants to go first? I've got my three.
2: You've got three, have you? Yeah. Uh, Gloucester. You
1: love Gloucester. (laughs) I
2: love Gloucester, yeah. Why? Well, it's it's my halfway stop on the way down to Cornwall. Um and it's kind of like It's it's just nice. Um Beaconsfield.
1: That's the best. Beaconsfield is is the is the champion. That's the king. Yeah. The king. Don't get to go there very often.
0: Why is that the why is it champion? Why is it the champion? Let me just
1: tell you. So let me get the list up of the things that it's got, Mark. If I told you it's got a Nando's, <laughs> wow, in it, it's got a Weatherspoons, it's got a Pizza Express, it'll do oh. you, uh... yeah, it'll do you, do you that? It will do you. There's a little curry place. It's got all your oh. standards. It's got it's got your. Uh, um It will do you like you can go to W H Smith's. Sure, yes, it's got McDonald's, and also it's got. um It'll do you a. Uh a la beast um it's, it? got everyth- it's got everything it's got everything
0: it's got everything your heart could desire superb i like the sound of it i hopefully one day i get to go if we can only hope that that, <laughs> that you you get to
1: experience that one time in your life i'd yeah. i feel sad for you if uh, there's a hotel there you could go and stay you could genuinely you could go and stay there for the weekend there's a little area out the back i, could, I think was a little grassy a little, area
0: i could do a little travel review couldn't i beaconsfield Services, why not? Spent <laughs> forty eight hours of Beaconsfield <laughs> services. <laughs> so what have we we've got Beaconsfield, we've got Gloucester. Give us some more.
1: T Bay in, in Cumbria is quite nice. T Bay? Yeah. Not tea bag. T Bay. No. I know we, I saw I saw your little mind. Yeah, you did. Working yeah. its way. Uh <laughs> T Bay. Similar vibes to Gloucester. Um a bit a bit a, a little less chutney. Has it got you a what? grassy roof? I don't think it's got. I can't. Don't think it's got the grassy root. It's got a nice outside area and like some home cooked food. But I'm not convinced you're getting the wide array of wide range of chutney that is on offer <laughs> at, at Gloucester. Very nice sausages at Gloucester, though. I'll do a, do a lovely morning, lovely Little morning, sort sausage. of lake
2: slash pond pond out the back. Good, mm. yeah, yeah. I'll be honest; they're all quite depressing at eight nine o'clock on on a Saturday night. Um normally that's kind of ferry bridge for us is kind of where we, we, we assess oh. our, our life choices. Yeah. Blythe, um. Blythe. Oh Ma- yeah. Blythe.
1: Oh, oh, disgusting place. It's like <laughs> even the massage chair was broken the last time we went there.
0: <laughs> Have you ever actually used one of those massage chairs? Oh yeah. <laughs> really?
1: They're a favorite
2: of Andy's. Oh <laughs> been... yeah. Yeah. he, 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 feel... he encouraged me to try one once. Um, <laughs> I enjoyed it right up until the moment. I don't know. You know these massage chairs that you know the ones we're talking about the leather black chairs that yeah. you pump a few pound coins into. Yeah. And it's quite nice, but they they're quite aggressive. And it and it finishes with a bit of a a surprising crescendo. You know there's basically sort of bits jabbing into your ribs and your back. You know where this is going, but you you basically it's quite get quite. One quite aggressively sort of goes in into your back passage area. It's, it's quite um, invasive. Did, it is. I didn't, it, didn't like invasive. it. <laughs>
0: did and just, I question
2: why Andy uses them all the time.
0: Is that is a surprising crescendo the same as a happy ending? Is that mm, different?
1: Well,
2: maybe <laughs> if yeah. you're that way inclined.
1: <laughs> that, that, yeah, that's what you get for a pound <laughs> coin in a service station. But
0: good lord, that took a turn. Um, right, I think we've I think we've answered that one. Then let's do. There's <laughs> Donnington's all right as well. Donnington, anyway, carry on. Yeah, superb. Fine. Um, Harvey Davis. Sweet Welsh Prince, friend of the show, number four. It's clear to see we've got a large squad. Some are going to get more game time than others. My question is this. Who out of the current group could you see moving out on loan in January? My guess, he says, would be Kyle Edwards. What are you saying, Hutchie?
1: It's quite a gear change, isn't it, from uh, the massage <laughs> chairs. For this. Been a game heads back on, back in the mm. football. Ed- Edwards is the obvious one if you look up, up and down the squad. Um, he does offer something a bit different, um, so if they can get him playing, I'd hope he'd still be around. But the one, the one I would put forward, um, if there's a scenario, Whips, which are talking about going out and buying another striker in January, which there might be, I'm sure we will discuss that over the next few months whether they need to do that or not. Could one of them go out? Could one of the existing ones go out on loan? If, for example, but made doesn't. And I think they've been quite impressed with what they've seen from him so far. So this isn't in no way suggestion that he, he should be heading in this direction, but if they go out and invest in another top end striker to come in and be the, the central figure, the, do, does the, the slightly more project striker then go out on loan and play for the second half of the season? He can't though, can he? He'd have to go back to Burton because he's already played for Burton, but he could go back to Burton. You never know. So, I would be surprised if anyone really went out of that squad, but Ed- Edwards would be the obvious one.
2: Depends on what happens with the cups as well. Mm. If they go straight out of the FA, if they go out of the FA Cup early doors, if if the Pizza Trophy comes to an end, if those games go, then that obviously makes trimming the squad a bigger priority. Uh Well, Cup will have been and gone by then. So the Wes Burns factor is, is gone. And so I can see the logic behind a Kyle Edwards' potential departure. I, I would think they'd want to stay as talled up as possible for, for the run-in and not leave themselves potentially exposed. Someone like Cameron Humphreys would, would be an obvious one for me now with Don Ball sort of getting back up, back up to speed. I thought, again, on Tuesday night, he looked... Um, very much at home in senior football. Didn't look like a kid playing in in that team at all. Um, Ipswich will have Evans, Morsi, Ball. Um, Kamara will hopefully be be fit and up to speed by then. So maybe maybe Humphreys a a well-selected loan, possibly.
0: I, I can't get the image of you on a aggressively vibrating chair it's horrible online. because it,
2: it it lulls you into a sense of calm obviously you're sort of your eyes shut it's rolling up and down your either side of your spot i can visualize it now i just yep. my whole body is in a relaxed state vulnerable and, a, and then at the end invasive is is the only
0: word um something for the weekend sir <laughs> at the end <laughs> yeah. yeah have that uh, superb oh dear oh dear we need to get a video of this or maybe we don't actually think about it
1: um don't think you do <laughs> i'll be honest i don't think that needs to be happening
0: right i should try and wipe this from my mind christopher day mm-hmm. you answer this uh stewie you uh you get to have a week where you're the only person on the planet that'd be lovely wouldn't it um what would you do with this time he says brackets all buildings and cars etc unlocked but everything goes back to normal as soon as the seven days are over so what are you doing, Stuart? You're the only person left on the planet, a kind of I am legend style scenario. Um, you can do anything, go anywhere, but obviously there are going to be limits. What are you doing?
2: That's a great question. It doesn't matter that everything goes back to normal afterwards because I assume nobody knows. Exactly. I think you, you, it, you basically were the one that was... Yeah, yeah, seven
0: days of of the purge, if you like.
2: Getting abroad is going to be an issue, isn't it? Because you'd have to fly yourself. I know that would would be dangerous. Yeah, I think I'm probably going to stick to 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 the British Isles. Yeah, just just go about in my car. Uh (laughs) just snoop anywhere, couldn't you? Where where would would you you go?
0: go? I'd go and have a look inside. Well, I'd go and have a look inside Number Ten. Probably. Yeah. Have a little nosy about in there. The corridors of power. Hutchie, I'd where quite, would you
1: go? I'd, I'd quite like to go and do some cooking in some really nice kitchens. Oh yeah, with some, with some really nice ingredients. Just, yeah. just make make myself some really nice food in some nice places. Head off to Boy, restaurant Gordon Ramsay, three Michelin you, star. Get yourself you get, in there. Get a table, wouldn't you? It's, you you um, would. Yeah, I'd I'd go and do that. Um, and have a kick about Wembley, couldn't you? Oh, that's a great shout. You could a score a goal shout. at Wembley. You could go to all the all the all the stadiums and score. Um, Score a goal! I, I might try and drive an underground train, you know.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I've also just that? thought, how what a sad answer that is. If
2: if we, or the world is our oyster, and we decide to drive to all ninety-two <laughs> football grounds, oh, I kicked the ball in the goal. I reckon That's they'd let you do, do that, time.
1: mate. They'd let, if if you said, "I'm going to drive to all the ninety-two football grounds and just want to kick the ball in the goal." I reckon you could do that. Now, I don't think it. I don't think it needs everyone to be wiped off the planet to do is that. It-
0: is there but... any part of it you will be tempted to try and travel abroad, either by boat, plane, or wherever? Ferry
1: would be my only. I'd probably go and have a little practice and try and do the Isle of Wight ferry. And if I can yeah. do that, if I can do that, then um, maybe. We could you do the Channel? Could you do the Channel Tunnel? i might. I might do that. Yeah, if I... surely that's
0: just a stop and go thing, and it's getting there and just off you go.
1: Well, I'll go do the London Underground. Do that, yeah. and if if that's fine, which it will be, go and go and jump on the, the channel tunnel and just go. I'm not, don't know why I'm going to Paris because, but but yeah, why not?
0: Be nice, be nice. I mean, I do really like this idea. I'm a person who very much enjoys my own company. So being the only person on the planet for seven days, I, I, I'd really enjoy that. Um, although I would be tempted to try and get further afield, I think, and see things that I otherwise maybe wouldn't see if people were around. Um, right then. What should we do next? Should we go back to football? Matt Thomas, fighty Matt, friend of the show. Number seven, I think he is. Um, What do you have to say, Andy, to the ITFC dementors that seem to seize on any negativity as if through habit instead of enjoying a rare positive spell from the last 20 years? What would you say to these? I love the word dementor, by the way.
1: They're the things from Harry Potter, aren't they?
0: Never seen or read Harry Potter. It's for children.
1: There's some Harry Potter Dementor action going on. <laughs> um I don't want to tell other people what to do. Just do what you want. Like as long as you're not hurting anyone. If you if you wanna if you want to let football get you a bit angry and negative, do that, but probably don't do it this season ideally, because it, it is a bit more positive. But,
2: but yeah, I, I would just... say I understand the the cynicism is so deep rooted in Ipswich fans. I would say it's not done out of uh i don't know it's not done out of a desire it's done as a kind of a an emotional barrier it's a bit like well, if, if i convince myself that it's all going to go wrong or if i it's just protecting myself i want to mm. believe but i've been hurt so many times before that's the way i've always kind of looked at it and um so it is the onus is on ipswich to kind of sweep away any of those those lingering doubts that little devil on the shoulder that keeps telling you that oh, it's it's switch it's all going to go wrong and um, so it's just up to it's up to Ipswich to uh to kill that off and they are doing a good job of it so far hope,
0: hopefully. It's exactly that isn't it self-preservation. There's um <laughs> I remember reading I think it was Simon Barnes one of the great sports writers once said that he had he had a theory that um the football team you support is largely kind of a reflection of your personality um and, and kind of what you what you're willing to put yourself through. <laughs> um obviously a lot of it is by location, but um I guess that would explain things like glory supporters, things like that. There was something in it. I can't remember. He put it much more eloquently than I have just done uh, when I remember reading it at the time thinking <laughs> thinking that that is a theory. Um, right then, Hutchie, one for you. Tom Agate. You've already guaranteed discussion around this. Something small, but very Andy Warren wheelhouse. Does anyone else think the gap between the player name and number is too big? Numbers are far too low down, and it's a hill I'm willing to die on. Hutchie.
1: Yes. They are too big, but there's there's a reason for that. And I've bought a I've bought a little prop to show you ah, the reason. The reason super. For that. Here is an Ipswich Town home shirt. Yeah. You'll notice some sewing here. A little it's quite a big little a big seam. Panel. Yeah. Yeah. You can't print on that because the letters would come off because it's not flat. So you can't print a name where it would normally go. And that is that is a fact. Now, this next bit is quite subjective because I think the reason why the gap... This is really boring, isn't it? (laughs) I think the reason why the the gap between the name and the number is too big is because they printed those shirts in pre-season with only numbers on them, taking into account that they'd have to print the name lower due to the panel thing and then they because they only wore numbers in preseason they didn't have names and the names have been added after now i think maybe the gap might be a bit smaller on gassan hadney's shirt for example because it was printed fresh potentially um but that's that's my theory behind that but yes the the gaps between the name and the number are too big (laughs) 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 i mean look it it it. I would lie. I'd be lying to you if it's If I told you I hadn't noticed it and it hadn't offered me a level of irritation. Um, but there is there is a reason. It's
2: because that of that running it. towards adversity thing printed on the inside of the collar that 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 kind of insert that that bit kind of gets sewn in separately, right? Is that?
1: Well, if you look at it, it might it might be. That's that is on the, uh, it is on that bit. So. I would,
2: I would assume they kind of create that little semicircle bit with the stars and the that separately, and then it kind of gets sewn into the rest. I don't know. We
0: I'm don't still know. thinking
2: about you having not. You honestly said you've never seen like a minute of a Harry Potter film. Why would don't I watch like
0: the children? Why would I watch it? It's like the Lord of the Rings.
2: The Lord of the Rings is for children as well. Absolutely, it is. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. And this is the man that berates Andy Warren for having not seen. Sort of cultural.
0: I'm talking classic films here. You know, Back to the Future, far superior to any Harry Potter or Lord of the Rings film. Wow. I don't even need to watch a minute of either to know that. There you go, friends. That's what I'm saying. Barn um, Barney. <laughs> Barn Yee, Stewie, wants to know, I doubt there's many, but which Mick McCarthy players do you think would suit our current liquid football style well? Webster, he says, is the only one that came to my mind uh mick mccarthy players um
2: j Manuel thomas obviously you'd probably take a cresswell or a, a mings to compete down down that left oh, side yeah. wouldn't you um there's yeah, some good for all the talk about mixed teams there was there was always some some good play, like waghorn would probably play in one of those numbers t- you know a prime waghorn in one of those number 10 positions mm. he's got sort of versatility that could play as a nine or as a 10 or a bit wider if you needed into i think you'd have the work rate um
1: who else who else would you take andy i've got seven players written down here right fraser well, i don't know but i did think about fraser i don't know about him um Webster, obviously, you've said Cresswell and Ming. Mings as a left sided centre back in the three would be perfect. And I think actually Yoda Studson would be a would have been a pretty good left sided centre back in a three. Um Daryl Murphy would be an excellent striker in any team. The Daryl Murphy of 2014-15 would fit in any team. Tom Lawrence would be perfect um as a number ten. And and I think mm. Johnny Williams would find a find a home potentially as a little little um live wire ten potentially. There was some there were some good players in there. Waghorn's a good shout. I didn't have him written down. I think I just stopped looking at the squads when I got to mix final season. I just thought, nah, no nah. But yeah, Waghorn. Yeah, Waghorn
0: would Waggon would definitely be a good a good fit. Like it there's some good names there actually, aren't there? Um right, on a similar tip, Stewie Martin wants to know if you could buy any player from another League One club to slot straight into the our team, who would it be and whose place would they take?
2: I'd always try and find a way to get Barry Bannon in because I think, for my money, he's, he's the best player in, in the league still. The difficulty, of course, is that's an area of real strength in, in the Ipswich team at the moment with, with Morsi and Evans. Could you could you play Bannon? In? I'd probably, if I had to take anyone out to, to accommodate Bannon, I'd probably play him in that left-sided number 10 role instead of Marcus Harness at, at the moment. Would, would probably be a change that I'd make there. Um, who else is there? I'm really intrigued to see this Mometi at Wickham. I haven't seen him play yet, but there's a lot of hype about him. He's, he's a number 10, versatile number 10. That, that You speak to anyone that watches Wickham and they, they'll tell you he's a young Albanian, exciting attacker, destined destined for uh, bigger, bigger and better things. So looking forward to seeing him.
1: Um, Andy? I've kind of targeted the same position that you have there. Um, there's there's that, and then there's the central strike. I, I really like. I've always really liked Josh Windus. He's got a bit more niggle about him than a lot of a lot of Ipswich players. I'm not not entirely convinced he'd be quite what McKenna is after, but I think Josh Windus could be a, mm. a good player for Ipswich. There, I do like Johnson Clark Harris as a striker, and that's the position yeah. we're looking at. Um Connor Bradley at... was very
2: good for Bolton on the opening day. I know he's on loan yeah. from Liverpool, but he's he's someone in the opening weeks that's um. Left a mark on my mind. He's sort. Of, he would be the the right sider. We're talking a lot about the sort of the Burns backup options at the moment. Um, liked him.
1: He was good. But like last week, I got, I, I put together some North and South League One All Star teams in response to Todd Bowley's um, suggestion of an All Star game, and I, I went back to those this morning when I knew we were talking about this question. And I went up and down them, and th- there actually really weren't that many players that I would be fighting to get into the Ipswich team like he's not played yet this season but I, I, as you know Stu I'm a big fan of Connor Grant at, at, at Plymouth on the left side but would I put him in over Leif Davis no I really like um, Cam Brannigan at Oxford would I be fighting to get him into the Ipswich midfield probably not always really like Colby Bishop up top he'd be one I'd maybe consider Connor Hurrihan as a player I've always really liked but Actually, I'm quite taken by Morsi and Evans, and then at the back, big, big Ricardo Santos, Michael Hickey, two good defenders. But I think they've, Ipswich have got a, a way of playing defensively, and 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 players in there that are doing it really well. So there aren't, and I, you have to remember that Ipswich's shopping market is, is largely they they've been largely trying to buy players from higher levels, haven't they? It's, it's, there aren't many League One players that I'd be on a hill, dying for to get them into the Ipswich squad. I I like the squad they've put together
0: here. We know, obviously, he's not with us today, the big porker. He's going to be bringing you another My Favourite Town eleven. by the way, this weekend. Um, We know which player he wants, don't we, Hutchie, from League One? Joe Piggott. Well, yeah, but also Michael Nottingham. Uh, Yes. (laughs) That's who he'd sign. (laughs) Yeah, he does like Michael Nottingham. (laughs) And make him a midfielder. All right. Um, Right then. A couple more questions, friends. Uh, One more from Dan on team selection. Dan wants to know, Stewie, what does Don Ball need to do to get a league start? It's hard to break up the Evans-Morsey partnership, but I do think he's better suited for some games.
2: I think I said in pre-season that I thought there might be a moment where the temptation to get all three of them in the team... might Mm. might arise, but that McKenna seems very set on the double pivot. Um, so for now, Don ball is waiting for either Lee Evans or Sam Morsi to get injured or, or suspended. Um, I thought, you know, again, he was, he came on in defense, didn't he? The other week when, um, Burgess got injured, showed his experience there. Thought in midweek, he was excellent goal assist. Um, He's a different. I suppose he's different to both Evans and Morsey. He hasn't got the same range of passing as Evans. He hasn't got the same forward thrust as Morsey, but he he's a he can break up plays. To, he's tenacious. Um, he can play a forward pass. I just I just think at the moment he's part of a strong squad who will get who will get his chance at some point. It's a, it's a long season, and and he strikes me character wise as someone who will be a positive influence when he's out the team someone who will keep himself ready so that he can hit the ground running when when that chance comes. Um, but I can't see him going away from those two two number 10s at the moment. I, I guess you could argue that Morsi would then push forward a little bit more into given that he's kind of, the shackles have come off him and he's being urged to get into the box a little bit more, that you could push Morsi that little bit further forward in into the 10 position, if need be. But... I think he's just going to have to bide his time at the moment.
0: Any thoughts? Yeah,
1: actually? Uh, yeah. I, I, in in short, at the moment, I think you'll need an injury or a suspension to one of those two to get a, mm. to get a lead start. But he's he's still going to be a very important player to this mm. to this this team and this squad. Um, he's sh- he's shown his qualities already. But um, at the moment, it's all functioning pretty nice. I wouldn't be reshaping things just to try and get them all in the team. If if I'm honest,
0: it wouldn't be okay. what I'd do right then final question of this week cause it's my favorite question i'm going to keep a couple up my sleeve for the plymouth chat because they're kind of plymouth related and there is one very obvious question we have to tackle around that um, but tom baines bearded whiskey drinker um, often appears on fan social he wants to know question of the week for me if you had to fight one of the itfc squad in a phone box who would you pick i've got very definite thoughts about this boys Shall i kick question,
2: off? question of the week and then the word fight
1: <laughs> came up quite quickly
0: i am a very simple animal a, a before
1: before you way. go i think you should go first mark if you've got hmm. real but what, what, why are you fighting in a phone box like what what is that just what, what's the aim you, why is that the venue it, it,
0: there is actually now a promotion that does fights in phone boxes um it's okay. uh eastern european promotion is enterprise. it of course <clears throat> <Is Yeah>. it... <laughs> um so there are there are these scraps happening i think you can find clips of it on on twitter if you look hard enough um and, and for me it's it's quite a simple answer actually normally in a fight size is an advantage in a phone box it's a disadvantage you want to fight i would say the the biggest possible player at ipswich town in a phone box i don't know who the tallest player is, is it walton who's the tallest player at town
1: yeah, he's probably Burgess, got the
2: longest reach, hasn't he? Sort of long, long yeah. arms. And, and exactly. he's, so he's going to struggle to... If he's,
0: if he's in a phone box, he's in trouble. He can't, he can't unwind those long levers to strike. Whereas you are already inside and go, and go to work tuning up the body. Um, whereas the person I'd least like to fight is probably the smallest player at town. Um, our very own muscle hamster, Connor Chaplin, because he's, he's, he's small, he's powerful. Um, and in that scenario, I think it'd be like, like a fighting Tasmanian devil. Exactly that. Yeah, that's how it would be. It would be like that kind of. Um, he'd be an absolute nightmare to fight in a phone box, I'd imagine. Probably not averse to fighting a bit dirty as well. Might have a little chew on your ear or something. Um, so that's what I'd say. I'd go the biggest possible player. So either Walton or Burgess is who I'd, I'd take out. Tune up the body. No problem. Light work.
2: I've, I've come at this a little bit differently. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna try and talk my way out of this, and, and <laughs> okay. so therefore I've picked people on personality a little bit more. I think Luke Wolfenden, he'd get in there and go, "You can't be, come on, Luke, you can't be bothered to fight, can you?" And he'd go, so "Yeah, just- no, it's fine. Let's just, uh let's, we'll use the phone box to call for a takeaway or something, and we'll just, just chill out." I get um, the question.
0: Nice. He might be up for some crank calls if you if you talked him around that way. Maybe, yeah, maybe. Um,
2: Kane, Vincent Young would be another one. I could just just appeal to his his He's good nature yeah. i think he'd yeah he'd be too nice he'd be the one talking me out of it i think um
1: to start with that's the route i'd go down
0: touchy any thoughts
1: all i've got written down and i did write something down i don't want to fight anybody i've not, got it, <laughs> I've, I've, not I've i just haven't got it in me um so probably marcus harness
0: he'll
1: he'll just he'll be too responsible because if he if if he's as hard as you're telling me he is with his jiu-jitsu he sh, that should come with a level of responsibility uh that means he doesn't unleash that power on somebody as pathetic as me and he'll just let me go and i just don't want it and he's got lovely
0: eyes so and you could tell him that i'll just tell so him he, that he, charming he could compliment you on your calves. It's the um, it's the gentle art Brazilian jiu jitsu is called. So, I think you probably have you probably have a chance there. Alternatively, he could just put you in a choke and gently put you to sleep. That'd be so over I'm...
1: quickly, then, wouldn't it? How you... would be quick. how are how are these phone box fights kind of adjudica? How do you win one? Is it I... like pure knockout? Can you I... and I... can you use the phone? Like uh, on back... it again, or or, or,
0: the... I'm not familiar with the rule set all I've seen are clips of people knocking shite out of each other in a phone box. Um, so yeah, I'm not sure the phone is actually still in there. So I'm not sure if that's the weapon. It's very much a kind of 2am scrap outside spoons in a phone box from, I'm not sure technique is is particularly important uh, or indeed any kind of fighting skill whatsoever. Apart the the
2: ultimate champion of this in the, if the Ipswich squad <laughs> kind of were in some sort of knockout, literally, uh, <laughs> competition, Sam, Sam Morsi would would take
0: on all, all comers. No problem. Yeah, I'd still say Harness would win, to be honest, because he's so close to you already. If, if he can get his hands on you, boys, I can't explain to you, as a blue belt... I mean, blue belt is actually the second lowest belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, but there's only like five. And it takes a year, it takes two, three years maybe to get a blue belt. If he can get his hands on you, you're in so much trouble as a member of the public who knows nothing about how to grapple. Um, he, Um, Yeah, he would absolutely run through... The rest of the town team in this competition, like a dose of salts, no problem at all. No problem at all. It wouldn't even be close. Anyway, um, we'll move on, shall we, boys? Because we're we we in so much. Before we, <laughs> yeah.
1: before we do move on, I, there's, a, there's a phone box near, relatively near Portman Road um, on the bridge at Stoke Stoke Bridge. Um, yes. Yes. If you, if you wanted that one, it has recently had a, a new addition to the outside of it. Someone has just spray painted the word bum on it. <laughs> that's Excellent. that's where it that's the edgy the edgy side of
0: Ipswich there satire i like that really biting satire from the graffiti artists of Ipswich um right friends let's move on there's two more questions i say i'm going to keep for our plymouth chat but there's now even more questions to you we introduced a new format to the show a couple of weeks ago a new new concept 10 questions with kicked off by the boy roscoe who introduced it on tractor girls talk he quizzed andy warren and we got to find out that andy warren's favorite fruit is a mango and he's overcome shyness in his life. We learned a lot about ourselves and each other. So now, Stu, I'm going to put my 10 questions to you because you are obviously the next biggest dog, or indeed maybe the biggest dog. So Obsessed I'm with
2: ranking, you, everyone. Who's your favourite? It just changes on a week-to-week basis. No, no one knows.
0: What have you done for me lately? Knows. That's exactly. what I say. Right then, Stu, 10 questions and 10 questions only. Take as long or as short as you like. Andy, ask any supplementary questions you would like. You already... I mean, a, a lot of this you'd probably already know. You know him very well. Um, Stu, question one. What are your best and worst qualities? Can't I just have some easy ones about fruit.
2: It... There are <laughs> some easy on, ones. On, <laughs> what, do you like, what, what do you like better, having a bath or a shower? Exactly. <laughs> We've gone straight, in, straight into the deep and meaningful. I feel like I'm in a job interview. Mm. Um, my best qualities? Uh, know, loyal. Loyal, oh, yeah. kind, empathetic. You sound sen- great. Sensitive, all, all that. yeah, a bit soft and soppy, really. Weak- I, and then probably weaknesses would, would be all of those things that I've just said, because <laughs> they can go against you as well sometimes. Um, yeah, all those things can kind of lead to self-doubt and resentment and, and horrible qualities as well if you let them take, take hold too much. But do you know what, that's do a know what deep I answer.
0: Do you know what I love when you ask someone their weaknesses and, and the worst thing that someone can say is, if anything, I'm too much of a perfectionist. Yeah, <laughs> it's like the I don't really have any weaknesses. Being perfect is my weakness. Um, Bald, baldness could stick that in under weaknesses. Is it a weakness, positive? Posi- positive in my book, mate. Yeah,
1: yeah. So what is a weakness at the moment, and the, and our our Paul car is very good at reminding you of this. It's our car, the Honda Jazz, is very unhappy with Stu at the moment because he keeps changing lanes mm. without indicating, and it, oh. and it it shouts at you, doesn't it? It does. Shouting, getting... yeah, it goes, oh, but Stu, but Stu's just tells it where to go, just like, oh, shut up, Jazz. <laughs> well,
2: when when you're like, when you're on the motorway at like two in the morning and there's not not a car near you, you don't you don't go indicate to move across to a lane, do you? Well,
1: that's on. what he.
0: Wa- that's what Jazzy wants you to do. I would have said Stu if you're asking me. I'd say your best your best quality is obviously the biceps, the guns, baby uh And worst qualities by the sound of it's your bladder size yes. of your bladder quite yeah, yeah. terrible bladder <laughs> quite a limiting uh, factor horrible 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 Any... bladder <laughs> horrible bladder um right then next question to you what's the best advice you've ever had and who gave it to you still no
2: fruit questions they're Fantastic. coming don't you worry best advice i don't know who gave it to me but it's something my wife and i remind each other all the time is to kind of apportion appropriate weight to any feedback you get in life both praise and criticism think about where it's coming from how respected is that source if it's if it's someone that knows you really well and and take take that criticism on on board and it's coming from a right place if it's just external if it's from twitter if it's someone that doesn't doesn't really doesn't really know you and know who you are and what you do then um yeah give it far less credence don't don't let it eat away at you and same with, same with praise as well i'd rather get from from one of your peers from one of you guys a little text or yeah that was good just a little little nod that means a lot more than some sort of gushing gushing praise from someone that that um, maybe doesn't know you as well so yeah
0: that that would be the advice that is good advice. You remember who gave that to you? Is that just something you picked
2: up? On? I can't remember, really. It's just, yeah, it's just something. <laughs> whenever either my wife or I have sort of moments or somebody's in your head or something's needling away at you, mm. just, yeah, we're just a bit of perspective
0: of where that's come from. That's really good advice. I'm going to take that on board to you and might even adapt it and use it in my life. Um, right then, Stu, big question. We've already talked about your bladder. Do you still like to wee sitting down? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Is that just that's that's the answer. Move on. That's me time baby. That's um yeah, it's
2: just I can block away wife, child, everything. I can go in there, I'm going to sit on that toilet till my bum gets numb. <laughs> take, take my phone in there, play some phone games,
1: maybe a book. Yeah. Um, yeah. Have a... can I ask a question? Of course you can. Are you, so are you still wearing women's jeans? Was there, a t- there was a time when you were wearing women's trousers, <laughs> oh, yeah. weren't you? Is that still yeah. going on?
2: Uh, I don't own any at the moment, but I, I have done at, at times in the past, yeah. Are
0: you still rocking the Ronaldo pants as well? Yeah, 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 yeah. very much so. Yeah. That's
2: on that's on doctor's orders. Yeah. Absolutely,
1: so,
0: yeah. Support the testes. Support the mm, boys.
2: Like a poor man's Freddie Lundberg. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> right, Stu, so next question. What's the most memorable beer you've ever drunk? I'm not talking about the, the, the beer itself, but perhaps yeah. the scenario, the you know, the reason it was memorable. Uh,
2: probably for bad reasons would, would be the, the sort of the dirty mixed pint consumed on, on my oh. stag do um, via a funnel. I don't know if yeah. you've ever consumed a liquid via a <laughs> funnel before. Um, it, it goes down fast. Yeah. Um, yeah, I knew I was in trouble the minute, the minute that sort of hit my lips, and I was um so that that would be one that's the most memorable drink you've ever um, had um for for bad reasons um what about for good reasons for good reasons
1: like a victory pint, you... pint or a exactly that yeah. sentimental pint I have you know. had a had a drink with anyone particularly like a mm. one-off drink with anyone mm-hmm. i I had I think... a pint with the wildstone raider once anything on that... ah yes. T- yes that's a good Any, story
0: anything on that level? Have you... Tell that story, Hutchie, while you're here, because people people will be very interested in that. I remember this happened. It was to do with the FA Cup game, wasn't it? Colchester played Wildstone right. in the FA yeah. Cup, and uh,
1: I think I was going, I was going to Wembley to watch the NFL, and Wembley is near Wildstone, so yeah. I got in touch. Who who better to give us a guide to Colchester's upcoming FA Cup opponents than the raider himself? And I went and met him at his local pub, bought him a course do- light. A cause that's ooh, it's not really a beer, is it? I don't know. Is it had him down <laughs> as a stellar man to be honest? Absolutely. No, he had a cause yeah. and um had a nice little chat. Lovely fella. Did you say do the catchphrase immediately as you saw him? <laughs> yeah. Did, he did,
0: he, I remember he did the catchphrase with Carl Marston, didn't he?
1: Yeah, he's told Carl Mark you got no
0: fans. Carl <laughs> <laughs> so didn't know who he was, did he? That's of course cool. he didn't. No. We need to hook back up with him. Maybe we can get him involved in uh, pushing folks towards voting for us in this, uh, yeah. this upcoming awards. Go and see, have a pint with him. Um, the, right. Then. The
2: best beers. I can't think of a specifics like specific scenarios, but the best beers. I would say uh, on holiday, first yeah. night. This was pre pre kids. Mm. Um, <laughs> wife's getting ready and out on the balcony. Yeah, you're, you're, you're done in five minutes. You're on holiday. Your whole holiday's ahead of you. You're there now. You've had a long journey. You have yeah, a nice cold, cold pint on the balcony. That's a good one. That's
0: a great beer. That is a great beer. Right, and Stu, a dead serious question now: If you were on the boat in the Dark night, would you have flipped the switch and blown up the convicts?
2: You're going to have to remind me of this. I love the Dark oh. night. It's right up there in terms of top film. So it's a bit of a kind of a moral a, choice, isn't it? Right. So you, a, can either, exactly you can either you can either save you can either <clears> save is. Was the boat gonna crash into the kind of no no so you got you've got, got two boats what? side
0: by side, one of them conveniently is carrying ah, yes. all convicts, yep. the other one is just good, honest civilians. Yeah, they both have a switch and they're told that they've gotta make their choice, they've got a certain time. If you press the switch, the other boat blows up. If you don't, who knows what happens. And of course, the spirit of humanity shines through the lad tiny on Friday, the huge guy takes the switch off the off the jail guard who's about to press it and lobs it over the side. And no one dies, which obviously in real life is, is, is not what would happen. So, Stu, you're on that boat. I guess you'd be on the civilian boat as you've yet to be well, sentenced depends, for crimes. Depends, <laughs> if,
1: depends if a police officer had seen him changing lanes without indicating <laughs> in the middle of the night. So they had to blow themselves up, basically.
0: No, no. No, the opposite boat. You've got. Ah, the, you've okay, got a, right. You, have you seen this film, Stu? You said I have. It's been, been, <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's
2: been quite a few years. I you've can't, got. I you've really got remember the detonate,
0: You've got the detonator for the other boat. Batman's so you, up
2: in some. He's up on some scaffolding up high or something, isn't he? Kind of watching this all play out. Is that? That's... I can't remember now where Batman is joining this.
1: It's. It's do one we, of joke. Do we need to simplify this? Yeah. So me and you are in a room. Only one yep. of us can get out. Would you stab me to death if, and get out of the room or not? Yeah, se so uh <laughs> I like the way he's thinking about it. Yeah, I would. Uh, it's just, it's
2: a, there's a decision to be made, mate. There's a decision. <laughs> 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 if if it's you, if one of us has got to go, um, it's gonna be you. You're not a convict, though. It's a little bit different. It's playing with the moral dilemma, there, isn't it? Whether you know,
0: would you stab a convict to death?
2: <laughs> why does now i have to deploy sort of physical violence pressing a button's a little bit easier isn't it just a flick of the switch would you like to get would you blow a
0: convict up
1: Uh,
2: (laughs) it's a simple question bearing in mind (laughs) i've started by saying my best qualities were sort of kind empathetic etc i don't know if i could do it i think i'd probably logically talk myself into that that being the right thing to do but i don't know if i could
1: don't know if I could actually do it. I think the beauty of the dark night is you wouldn't, you weren't in the room with them, they were on another boat, you didn't know mm. them as people. Mm. So maybe that
0: would maybe that would help you. It was simple as pressing a button, stew That's all it was. P- uh, p- probably, yes. Would you? <laughs> there we go, we got there in the end. Absolutely, I would. It's yeah. you or me, it's gonna be you. Okay. Um, actually <laughs> uh, yeah, probably in yeah, the end, good. right? Yeah, let's not pretend. Uh, right, number six. What's your? I think we might have already know the answer to this, having answered question number three. What's your guiltiest guilty pleasure? You know the answer. Well, I don't massage imagine, chairs.
2: Well, I'm also <laughs> service station massage <laughs> chairs. Yeah, uh, specifically the end part. Um, <laughs> uh, I am going to film you on one of those going to Plymouth at the weekend. Um, That'd be great, that's the content we want. Ah. Uh... What guilty pleasures I've got! I I have been a former smoker, mm. um, kicked that that horrible habit many years ago. But still, on a night out, you get that first taste of beer, still of calls do, you. D- yeah, still I still will have a little cheeky roll up, roll up after I've had a b- first taste of beer.
0: That's all right. It's a guilty pleasure. You allowed that? Yeah. Um, seven for those who want to know about football things. Who's your favourite player or manager that you've ever worked with? Uh, Probably Mick McCarthy,
2: just because of the the period of time and uh, who he is and how he kind of sharpened me up as as a journalist. I think I've spoken about this on other things. I'd ultimately go for, for Mick for longevity and character
0: and personality and everything that goes with him. Do you ever still text him? I know you uh, you, you had a, a textual conversation with him after he left. No, I've had the odd the odd stab at
2: trying to get him to do a kind of a reflective piece on on his time at Ipswich, and the answer has always respectfully been been no. But you never know. Well, after he's got been out of the game for a little while, that that's uh, definitely on my my bucket list of interviews to, to to do at some stage. Having kind of lived through those six years
0: um, covering that that time with me. I think one of the finest moments on this podcast, the five plus almost five years we've been doing it is when Mick McCarthy burst into that courtroom. Remember <laughs> <laughs> made a statement anyway, go back and listen to that. If you haven't um, number eight, three questions left you. How would your wife describe you?
2: Uh, annoying. Probably. I did ask her this on the sofa last night when you sent these questions through, yeah. she, she said it in slightly more colorful language. Um, <laughs> Uh, she'd probably describe me as sensitive, someone yeah. that's just yeah, and not in necessarily a good way. Someone who um, over an overthinker probably.
0: Mm. Yeah, I think I reckon if I asked my wife this same question, the first one and probably a rule for everyone, the, one of the first words that comes out of her mouth would be annoying. Mm. I'd say. I don't know if, if your wife would well, say I met, that. As well. Yeah,
2: I've, I met my wife at eighteen, so we um mm. we we are a proper old old married couple that, that bicker quite a lot, but in a good yeah. way. I wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Annoying, irritating.
1: You can't not be, can you? If you spend that much time mm. with a person, both in terms of kind of years and on a on a daily slash hourly basis, you can't not annoy each other a bit. Yeah, you'd all be you're lying to yourselves if you if if that's not the case,
0: it's part of life, isn't it? Nothing wrong with that, nothing wrong with that. Right then, two more, Stu. A chance to show off now. Who's the most famous name in your voluminous contacts?
2: Probably all Ipswich town related, to be quite honest. Um, I tried to find some non Ipswich town related ones. Mark mm. Lawrenson, does that impress you? <laughs> nice, Are you yeah, happy with that. Yeah. John Inverdale, yeah. John you know? Inverdale, wow, he's still a um, thing. Yeah. Um, but the rest of them would probably be fairly Ipswich town related. Mick McCarthy, I, I two two former members of I'm a celebrity in Kieran Dyer and Jimmy Bullard. Mm. I guess they would be kind of quite known sort of beyond Ipswich for probably more for reasons of, of the various things they've done on, on TV since football. Um Alan Brazil, well known, isn't he, on Talk Talk Sport. Um yeah, people, people like that. Mings, Darren Bent, Darren Ambrose, all people that are quite um, just really well up. known
0: through through media. Hutchie, have you still got Paolo Di Canio's number, um, I well,
1: I've got a, an entry in my phone for Paolo Di Canio. Yeah, but I'd be amazed if that's still still his phone number. Um, bring it, bring it now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, if Do we were are? on, a, if we were, uh, on like a, if we were on a radio, it's Exactly what it's we did. tempting.
1: Um, not now. Maybe we'll do that another time. Uh, we, should so that. we
0: should so do that. That could be a new thing. We could play phone book roulette. I've got Let's Joe get... Calzaghi's phone
1: number. Oh, right yes. Now we're talking. Absolutely. Yeah. Bring um, him now. Uh, <laughs> do you know, there's a story behind that. It's, I know. It's, it's, oh, Have I told it before? I'm not going to tell it again. No, no. You haven't told it on just... here. You've
0: told, you told it told me I... uh, oh. when we were at the kit reveal. Have
1: I? Okay. Yeah. Um So uh, when I worked in Swindon, we just went for a... a my work night out at the local dog track uh Mm. and i left my glasses at the local dog track and my my boss at the time um just gave oh yeah joe joe works at the track he's um he's like the caretaker guy i know him uh give him a call uh and he'll he'll pick him up for you and leave him in the office for the next time you're up there for the speedway which i was all the time but um for a laugh, he gave me Joe Calzaghi's phone number instead of <laughs> instead of Joe, the cleaner from Swindon Dog Track. So I rang up D- Joe and was like, "Yeah, I've left my glasses at the track. Can you can you put them in the office?" And it was Joe Calzaghi. He, was he in me, on the joke? No, <laughs> no, he wasn't, okay. and he, he he was a bit bemused. Um, this is Joe. <laughs> yeah, this, I said, "Oh, is that Joe?" He's like, "Yeah, yeah, this is Joe." And it's okay. Yeah, then I went into. Sorry, I think you got the wrong Joe.
0: This is Joe. This is Joe Calzaghi. Um, wow. So we should Joe actually Calzaghi. try and recreate that. Do exactly the same joke. You ring him again and say that you've lost your glasses. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to struggle to fall for it again. I'll be honest. <laughs> no, you're in on it this time.
1: Oh, <laughs> the, joke, so the, jo- the, joke, the joke. The joke's on Calzaghi. <laughs> <laughs> I've got George Groves' phone number as well. If you want to do it to him but for boxers.
0: Oh, fantastic! I like it. And like he's
2: it. really good at accents, by the way. You've it... you got a little snippet of Welsh in there. He, he didn't commit to it. But quite often on our long journeys, I, I get him to um, to do
0: impressions. Some... Certain, certain good.
1: ones, yeah. I've got certain ones in my locker.
0: This is something we need to explore at another time because I've got one more question to ask Stuart Watson. Finally, Stu, last question. Tell us something that none of us, your immediate friend, work circle, know about you. I feel like you've
2: you know a lot about me we've talked about you know know what underwear i'm wearing for example we've already discussed that today that's raised its head Hmm. um so to speak yeah we've discussed our sort of male grooming habits we've um so many things i don't think there's too many areas to uncover do you know about some of my early nicknames some other nicknames you know me as the doctor obviously Uh, (laughs) Watto. yeah um (laughs) Other nicknames I've had in my life, and I'm not going to give you any explanation to these, have been Eagle Eye yeah. and right. Rodders, slash Rod Rodder. Knee, slash Rod. Because of some kind of similarity to... Not telling you.
0: Interesting. Eagle Eye and Rodders.
2: So there depending on different people that I've worked with, different, pe- different social groups from time, I'll be referred to by those names.
0: Here endeth your 10 questions, Stu. Your grilling is over. I feel like we've learned quite a lot about you and probably me, and a bit about Hutchie as well in those 10 questions. Right then, friends, there's one final question, of course, which we have to answer before we end this somewhat epic one-hour, 12-minute-so-far podcast, and that is what's going to happen at Plymouth on Sunday. By way of segueing into that, allow me to reintroduce the questions from Mailbag because there's one obvious question going to this game that we have to tackle. Adam asks, is it time for Kyle Edwards to have a shot at right wing back in the first team. And in that respect is Wes Burns Welsh caught up well-timed. So as you're going to Plymouth, that is going to be one of the big questions around this game. Who do you replace Wes Burns with on the right? Hutchie?
1: I've written a thousand words about this this morning. You have, yeah. Um, uh, well, I didn't do it this morning. That would be mad, wouldn't it, if the things that went online at 6am had to be written immediately prior to that. <laughs> um um basically i would love the magic is that what you do is that how you do it you're up at 4am yeah no sorry we can time bomb things spoiled the the illusion sorry Sorry. i I would love i would love it to be kyle edward's time i really i really would and i can see i can make an argument for it um a lot of that is based around a bit of a shift to a back four rather than actual win- wing-backs. They're becoming more, more like wingers at times. Um, the prospect of Burns not being here for an entire month potentially makes me want really want Kyle Edwards to be the man that's up to speed to play that role. I want him to be. I like his qualities when he's at his best. We haven't mm. seen him at his consistent best for a while. I'd love it to be him, but I think the natural... Sensible and likely choices, Kane, Vincent Young.
0: Watto, agree. Sorry, Eagle Eye. (laughs)
1: Goders.
2: Um, Um, I the person I think will probably play there is Caden Jackson because I think. Do you? Yeah, I think I think he'll want to find a way to keep him in the game after his performance at Hillsborough last weekend. You can bring harness back in for a bit of control, and, and just move Jackson across to to the right side, um, as he did. Shrews, what game was Burton. that? Burton, where he played there. Um, players will tell. I think can't remember. I think can't remember who said it recently. It might have been Sam Morsey, where he said that he thought Kane Vincent Young was their best performer in pre season. I think we're only getting little glimpses of, of Kane, but he's looking to me like he's got. He's the Kane-Vincent Young of old when when he first signed and he's got a bit of that that mojo back. He's bringing out a few of the step-overs. He's got that little dynamic turn of pace about him as well. So he'd be the one i want to see, but I think it will be Jackson. Mm.
1: Shall I tell you, I put a little poll at the bottom of the story that I did. Um, And once this advert has finished playing on it, I'll tell you what the result. Basically, the result was overwhelmingly um, Kane-Vincent Young being being the... being the pick, it was like sixty percent Vincent Young, um, twenty odd percent Edwards, and then Jackson was actually the third third in line for that. The last time I looked at it, that's um, interesting. Yeah, yeah, it is interesting. I'll be. I think, I think, I think we might sit. Learn, we'd know a lot about the system from who if there if it's more of the tighter central defensive 3 and Plymouth play a central defensive 3 so i don't know if there's a thoughts of matching up there then Vincent Young I'd say is the obvious choice to play a proper wing back role but it has that role has become more and more mm. winger um so i don't know i i, I think it's also a good, a good testament to the strength of the town squad isn't it that we've got three players here we're talking about um being potentially able to do that role, which Mr. other squads aren't going to have, are they? I think Plymouth's we talked about
2: bad timing losing Burgess for Sheffield Wednesday against a, a physical side that were a threat from set pieces. And um, and so it proved with obviously them getting the, their crucial goal back from from a set piece. This isn't great timing to lose Burns, who I don't think has been any anywhere near top form at all. I think there would be a conversation had he not been away with Wales about him, whether he's clinging on to his place as it is. But that said, I'd say Plymouth, one of Plymouth's strong areas is their left side. And Bali Mumba, who's on loan from Norwich, looks a real handful. He's won them a couple of penalties already this season. Um, looks a very skillful, direct player. So they're going to have to bear that in mind um, when when deciding who plays there on the right.
0: Hmm. And one other question, which is related to Plymouth, which I know we've already, we we spoke a little bit about Freddie already, Freddie Ladapo. but clearly in terms of team selection, there's going to be a conversation there. Dan said, why are the people of Suffolk obsessed with the striker scoring goals when football's developed and goals come from all over the pitch with the team top of the league unbeaten and a positive goal difference of 12? Why is there all this Freddie Ladapo chat? Um, any of you have any thoughts on that? Is there a, a conversation which sees Freddie not start at Plymouth, do you think?
1: I didn't think there was a conversation over Freddie not starting at Sheffield Wednesday, and he and he didn't. Yeah, so true. um I don't know. I, I mean I would I would still start him. I think he in games where Ipswich wanna dominate the ball, I think he's their best bet to help them do that. But you you do need your striker to score goals. It's it's all fair, like we like we talked about last season. Um Joe Piggott was contributing to the team, but he didn't look a goal threat to me. For uh, Oli Hawkins, we talked about him contributing to the team, but he didn't look a goal threat. The Dapo does look a goal threat, he's just not scoring. Um, and while Ipswich are scoring goals all over the pitch, I don't think it is a major concern because he is really contributing, but you do need your striker to, to score goals. That They don't have to score 30 but i think he does they do need somebody to get 12 15 and and i think that's probably why the, the conversation is there
2: i don't think there's a football club in the land that if their new striker that was kind of meant to be the sort of the, the prime striker mm. um had gone nine get their first nine games in the league without scoring that would every fan base up and down the land would be having a conversation about that and i don't think it's a, i don't think it's been overblown we live in the world of social media where these things kind of get amplified a, a little bit. But um, I'd I, I like him. I and mean, you've mentioned there a couple of players there with Piggott and um, who else? Probably Drynan was in that conversation at one point where, you know, do you know what? He's doing a lot for the team, you know, but he wasn't goals. Ledapo is a, is a far higher grade of player than all, all of those people that you've mentioned in terms of what he's what he's contributing.
1: Absolutely. Oh, 100%. Story, Mark.
0: 100% speak, speak for yourself <laughs> right then friends um what else is to talk about around Plymouth the rest of the team so you're having Kvy having KVY on the right Hutchie you're having Caden Jackson on the right Stewie anything else you're going to do with the team boys is it is it as you were as expected
1: uh yeah I th- well as expected for me would be would be harness coming back in yeah, for, he came off the bench at Sheffield Wednesday, didn't he? I'm losing track of all these guys. Yeah, he came off. He came off the bench, so I'd have him back in in, in a three with Chaplin and Ladapo. Like Stu said earlier, it feels like that's the strongest three, and I, I would go for it. Other other than that, I think it's uh, it's starting to it, it picks itself. Are we saying it's a back four now? It feels like that to me. I, I it's it's always flexible, and I think Danasian gives you that flexibility. Mm. What he's able to do. Um, but if we had to put a number on it, if more often than not, it feels like more of a four to me.
2: Mm. Stewie. I think it's worth pointing out that, um, Plymouth are without a couple of players as well. We've talked about some, you know, Burns not being available, um, for Ipswich and obviously now a couple of injuries as well with Burgess mm. and someone, someone else, um, kind Kamara is obviously not, not fit to play against them just yet. Mm. Um, but they're, they're without Finn Azaz, who's uh, who's made a really good good start for them on loan from Aston Villa. Ipswich fans will remember him standing out for Newport early last season. He's uh, sort of they they also play sort of this d- double pivot, two number tens role. He's been one of them and, and scoring goals. He's away with Ireland under twenty ones for the first time, so he's a big miss. Um, Galloway um, suspended. He he got sent off in in their last game, so. Um. Yeah, just like Sheffield Wednesday, really. I'm just looking forward to seeing how two of two of the better teams in the division go head to head. Canips, which kind of get this stop this narrative about can't can't quite beat the, the biggest teams. Um, I know that I know they've beaten some good teams, Plymouth, already this season. They've beaten they've beaten Peterborough, haven't they? They've beaten Bolton, they beat, they came back from 2-0 down to beat Derby. Um I've watched their highlights, and they're some of their different. They've, they've lived on the edge, big time. They've ridden their luck in some of those games. They look quite chaotic defensively for me. So I think I think there's some some goals there for Ipswich at, at the weekend. I think this could be quite an entertaining match.
0: Which leads us perfectly on, obviously, to predictions and million pound picks. Side note on Derby: looks like Paul Warren's going to go into Derby Boys. Interesting, very interesting. Um, Hutchie, million pound picks. How do we do? How do we do on Saturday? Oh, of course. I say it was bad news they considered a late equalizer at Sheffield Wednesday, but it wasn't, was it actually? <laughs> because Great it made you, me it made you major bank.
1: I hadn't realized quite how generous you were with your odds <laughs> because that, that Michael Smith goal won me 1.3 million pounds.
0: Oh my goodness. <laughs> why are we why
1: are we still doing this show, boys? Why aren't we in Vegas? I've bought I've bought all the rights to this now, mate, and I'm gonna use that money to set up some fifth tier European competition <laughs> yeah. for for Tim Pot Cup winners exactly um, so yeah for four or more goals in the game at twenty five to one um, how much did I put on I think I put thirty grand or fifty grand on that mm. which won one point three million so wow the, the pot's now a little over two point six million
0: so what are you going to do this weekend now you've got money to play even more money to play with
1: well obviously Danasian to have a whiff of a goal. At twenty-five grand, Uh Morsi to score at twenty-five grand. I I'll, I'll need your odds for those, please. Sweet yeah. bookmaker,
0: hundred to remember. one on each of them. No, <laughs> thirty-three to one. Genoi you know, with the thirty-three for one. a That's whiff. Generous. Is thirty-three
2: he, to one, just for he, a whiff.
1: Has he had a definite whiff at Morecambe. He should have
0: scored at Morecambe. It can happen. The well, did off. we decide
2: the panel was called in the end? it was also. Can't.
0: It was a, the there was the the pong panel, um, the stench Society, the contentious whiff. Um, so that's thirty three to one. Morsey, I am going to give you nine to one. It was at eight to one. I've moved him out to nine to one because he's not scored for a, a couple now.
1: Okay, twenty five grand on each of those. Then mm-hmm. fifty grand on Leaf Davis to either score, either score or have an assist, a direct assist. I am not me- I'm not mucking about with pre assists here.
0: Score or have an assist. I'll give you.
1: 15 to 1 on that. Okay, 50k on that. And then as Stuart Watson can attest, I've been very, very confident about Ipswich winning this game at Plymouth, haven't I? Mm-hmm. Yes. £500,000 on 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 Ipswich uh, to beat Plymouth.
0: Wow. Uh, what would the odds be on that? They're probably the... Would they be the favourites given everything that's... Do you want to mm. do you want me to look up some actual odds? For what you? give me the, give me the actual odds because I feel like this is somewhere that I could really. Yeah, um... you're you're a bookies on the back foot here, Mark. Mm. You'd be thinking.
1: I think I think evens at best, probably. So with first one that comes up is Skybet mm. and town Tau- town even money. Sorry, yeah. no, no, they're not ten to eleven.
0: Slightly less than it. I'll give you evens. Okay. So you put 500 grand on that. Yep. So you get a chance to double your money. Um he's gone for Michael Chopra. <laughs> <laughs> what then friends is the score going to be? Hutchie, you obviously think they're going to win. What's the score going to be? 2-1 mm. to the Town. 2-1 boy. Town. 2-1 to the Town, boy. Stewie? I also have 2-1 written down to Town. I said 1-0. I think this is the last of my games that I attempted to predict with laughable um, success. So I said 1-0. Hopefully we're all right. Hutchie, before we go to, I've got to play what is the shirt over your shoulder game. I'm getting people contacting me saying, why have you stopped playing that? That shirt over your shoulder. I picked it for you. Black and grey. Check. Got a number on the front. Is that?
1: No, you are like this. I picked this per- one is for you, Peroni
0: right? is a sponsor. Is it, per- oh, it is Peroni?
2: Oh, it's Peroni. The gold so it's made by Zeus and almost looks like a Tottenham badge, like a cockerel standing on
0: a ball in gold. But it's it's not, obviously. Coroni three point five on the front. Kind of it's all black, it's got gold, gold badge, um, black and white or grey check on the top half, all black sleeves. Can you turn it round? Is it is the answer on the back?
1: No, unless you nineteen oh eight.
0: Oh yes, that's 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 changed everything. (laughs) <laughs> Any um gift, I have, it's,
1: it's Italian if you want to. Tell us. I was
0: my initial thought was Lazio. No. Nope.
2: I have no idea. Is it?
0: Bari. Bari. Okay. That's a nice shirt though, actually How do you feel about that one? Is that another Loved new it. one?
1: Uh yeah, relatively. Yeah, I like this one a lot. Mm-hmm. It's Sponsor. Sponsor lets yeah. it down, doesn't it? Yeah, they all let them down that's mm. basically there's very few that don't it's um this you know that you know that jerk those germany shirts that i told you how much i love with yeah. the kind of the the stuff at the top the kind of checkerboard at the top bari had that same template back in in red and white back in the early 90s and this is kind of an homage to that a little
2: bit. I like the gold. The gold trim's nice. The Arsenal kit in midweek had the gold mm. numbers and letters on the back. I like that.
0: So, yeah. Superb. There you go, Bari. Excellent. I feel like we've covered a lot of a lot of ground in today's pod. It's been coming up to a football match long, but then that is because we've been away for more than a week, friends. So we had to give you a bumper, full value show today, which of course is totally free of charge to you so enjoy i hope you have enjoyed Mm -hmm. friends anything else to mention before we take our leave i do want to see video footage of one or both of you on a massage chair on your epic journey to plymouth this weekend please do they have them in train stations we're going on the train so oh can i put the pound on expenses of course you can my friend absolutely you could buy yourself (laughs) several massage chairs with that money now um anything else to mention boys no, other, no business. other business. No other business. Right. As I stretch after this 90 minute long episode, uh, friends, all that leaves me to remind you then is to support our sponsor Manscaped. Use the code KOA at manscaped.com for 20% off and free delivery. I noticed you, they've just launched a new product, which already they have the intimate trimmer. Now, if you're feeling extra brave in your Ronaldo pants, there's an actual shaver, shaver as in a wet shave for your, your nevers if you if you want to be even smoother and less hair <laughs> down there. Manscaped have launched a wet shaver for your nages, which I can only imagine is excellent. but do you feel it's, like you want to get involved?
1: Uh I, I was yeah
0: is that specifically for the for the sack? It's, well I think that's the way they're selling it. But, it's called it's called the crop shaver. Um so I guess it is it is I guess less less chance of, uh, of nicking yourself because, I mean, pre-Manscaped, obviously that was a serious issue, boys, wasn't it? Uh, when you were trimming yourself up down there, very thin skin, aggressive blades on lesser trimmers than you'd get from Manscaped. ends up looking often like a murder scene down there. Um, but yeah, so if you're feeling brave, it could be used to shave all other parts and features, I'd imagine. Uh, but <laughs> I think it's specifically tailored and I don't know the sp- specifics of it, the design, that's shaving your, your chaps. So that, you can get 20% and free delivery, use the code KOA at manscaped.com. <laughs> yeah, if you if you, you want to be the first one to try it, you you guys crack on. Go out and buy what? one, let, let us know. <laughs> when I first saw it, I sh- I thought it was one of those head, head shaver things, so I was going to mm. genuinely suggest it to Stewie. Uh, maybe you should still get it Stew. Stewie basically the same isn't it similar sort of shape yeah yeah it's spherical isn't it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly it's all spherical um and also please uh, follow us across uh, social media kings of anglia on youtube instagram facebook and twitter and leave us a five-star review on itunes if you haven't already because it helps other people find us friends if you're in any doubt as to why you should vote for us in the football content awards best efl podcast just reflect on this last 90 minutes we've talked about who should replace Wes Burns on the right side? And we've also discovered if Stuart Watson would stab a convict. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the game at Plymouth. And we'll be back next week to speak to you all over again.